podcast I went to film school podcast about uh, film school and life after film school that's that, right you got it right yeah that's my line you right? did it that's yeah, what that, I usually that's, say that's the line yep nice work okay today uh, we have Rowan O'Brien hi do you care if we say your last name yeah I don't care okay great heck yeah so yeah Rowan uh, is a she goes to York at the York film program big fucking surprise uh, but this time she's in the production program not the screenwriting program. Yeah. Oh, yeah. BFAs. So, yeah, Rowan, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, I'm Rowan, as said about three times before. <laughs> um, I'm in the film production program. I don't really know what to say besides what you just said. Like, I don't know. How about a favorite movie? Favorite movie, Boy by Taika Waititi. Yeah. Solid pick. Thank you. Thank you. I still haven't seen that. I don't think I've heard of it till like recently either. It's on I'm not Prime Video, if you have Prime Video. Oh, I do. It's also on Canopy. Canopy, baby. Yeah. Free with the Toronto Public Library or... And um, yeah, most, and, and I think most library things, it's free, isn't it? Um, I, It depends on where you look. In the States, it's a little more dicey. But in Canada, yeah, we have some decent libraries. So, like, use Canopy. They have, like, a lot of Criterion Collection stuff, too. Some stuff that isn't on Criterion streaming service. It's on Canopy? It's on Canopy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A bunch of A24 stuff just got put on there, too. Unless they took it off now. But it was on there last Christmas. Well, hot damn. I feel like A24 has just become like its own thing now. Like there's yeah. just people who are just all like, I only watch A24 films. Their like, merch Jesus. website is so good. Yeah. You should check that out. And, I How mean, much shit do they have on their merch website? Like just very obscure stuff from like Hereditary or Moonlight. <laughs> like yeah. they have sweat Hereditary sweaters or stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. The movies that they've like produced just kind of attain that like... You know, there's this is like a Venn diagram of like super artsy cinema and like reasonably mainstream art cinema. They have like such a good Venn diagram like connection of those so that you get like diehard fans as well as like kind of casual fans that can easily enter into those movies without like knowledge on like and they'll be like, whoa, this was such a unique movie. Like that's usually what I hear from like mainstream audiences after they come out of A24. They're just like, that was so unique. Just A24. Different. Like, Uncut Gems is A24, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. I think they've done most of the Safdie's work except for like maybe Heaven Knows What and before. Yeah, uh, fucking Uncut Gems is a big Oscar snub. We'll get that, to that later, oh, though. Big Oscar snub. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so to start out, Rowan, why don't you tell us about like what made you want to go to like this film program or just film school in general? Um, I knew that I wanted to go to film program because when I was watching like TV shows, I get very obsessed with them. Like when I watched House, I was like, oh my god, I want to be how <laughs> like I want to be a doctor. Or like when I watched Sue Thomas FBI, I was like, oh my god, I want to be. <laughs> you just really, so you yeah. just fucking easily influenced. That's yeah. like. <laughs> so then I was like, wait, but all the thing that. All the stuff that this has in common is that they're all TV and film. And I'm like, oh, wait, maybe I just want to be a filmmaker and, like, create these worlds. So, yeah, that's when I decided I wanted to go to film school. Huh. Um, yeah. Okay, so was York your first pick from film schools or? No. So what? <laughs> No, I don't blame you. Like that's <laughs> yep. the frankness you said that with. Okay, so what was your first pick? Um, TBH. It was NYU. I actually did get in, but I couldn't afford it. So you got in. What was yeah. the application process like? Thanks balls. Just to apply to the fucking. Oh boy, life. I feel like I've repressed most of it because it's a very depressing time in my life. Why? Because you couldn't go, or yeah. Well, were you really bummed when you couldn't go? Um. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. 
probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, what was that? Do you I remember? Know, I, I don't know if she was like super into the idea. It's like, <laughs> oh, if I can't afford this? Oh, oh, well, I like that idea. Like, no, come on. Okay, so you had to just knock the new, the new part of it off and you're... Yeah, I know. It's right? worked out. The, 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 you get it, Mont? <laughs> yes, you get, get it. You get the joke? I get it. On all my fresh stuff, I just wrote new in front of... <laughs> <laughs> like every York merch you have. my fantasy. <laughs> Um, okay, so what was the application process like? Okay, so from what I remember, I did early application. So I found out by December 17th, I think. That you got in? Yeah. Was there an interview or anything for it or like? Um, There wasn't actually. There was Not just that I can remember. Yeah, it's, it was just like a portfolio with like writing and then a short film, which is the same short film I used to apply to York. And right. yeah. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean... I feel like they probably haven't changed it that much. Like, you can look it up on their website, but it was really standard. But, like, with the So, it was a short film. Did you have to, like, write an essay or anything? We had to write something about... I feel like it was very similar to York stuff, where it was, like, oh, you had to write a response, like, what's your favorite movie or something. Or like, See, I don't I don't know what the production application process was for York, oh. other than, like, what, like, a short film and photographs or... Or, or remember, photographs. Or photographs, yeah. right. And you had to write a response for York, but your favorite movie? Um... I had to write a response uh, about a TV, like a character that I really liked. And then another part of it was like writing something about um, something that happened to a family member that you would make into a film for York. Really? Yeah. But I think for NYU, it was more general questions. Yeah. But my my mom, she was a real champ. She was like obsessed with me getting in too. So she literally drove me down to New York like in September to meet with a advisor there. And she's like, if they know your name, you're more likely to get in. So she drove me there. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you see any Broadway shows while you were there? Um, I'm not sorry. that I, time. I've seen a couple Broadway shows. I know. Have you yeah. ever been to Broadway? Yeah, shut up, bro. Zach. Okay. By the way, just quick, quick. Sorry, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you said it too genuinely, though. Like you have, you didn't know. No, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, you've probably okay. seen like what five shows? I fucking... Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> okay, so you met an advisor just there. So people yeah. know, no, Zach like... hates Broadway. He Fuck just off. hates Don't... Broadway so much. Shut up, Moss. Okay, so <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so wait, you only went there for the day just to meet someone or? Yeah. Well, I think we drove up, slept in New Jersey for the night and then Fair enough. drove back. Yeah. How was the meeting? It was good. We, I just like had a list of questions to ask her okay. and yeah, I can't really remember it. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then you got in and couldn't go. Yeah. That was, it sucked. Um, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I got, I actually got a scholarship too, but like with oh. the, with the American, like, Stuff like the leftover is just like way, way too much. Like it would have cost more than all my years at York. For what one year? Just yeah, like, really for one year. Yeah. How much was it? Um, I don't want to say the wrong thing because I don't want to sound dumb, and the people are like, "Oh no, actually, it's not." Give us like an approximate. No one's gonna fucking <laughs> well, call you actually, out. Actually, it's. Uh, I feel like it was like. Because what York is like seven thousand dollars or something like that for a fucking year. Well, Canadian, like that's transfer. fair. I mean, like yeah. also U.S. schools are way more fucking expensive than Canadian ones, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely the case. Because what's York like for an undergrad? Like seven thousand a year? Yeah, about that. Yeah, I think. yeah it's like seven something a year isn't around it? there. Um, I mean, Jesus, that's fucked though. I mean, it was forty thousand. I don't remember. Still, that's expensive. Either way, okay. <laughs> well, still, like even you know that's such a monumental jump versus like yeah, American schools. Man, they'll just. They will get you, you know, like. Also, was it more because you were an international student? Yeah. 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 It was like the whole 
kid a caboodle. It was like Ugh, you you I'm pay sorry. the largest amount. Yeah, I like I decided in like grade seven. I'm like I'm gonna go to NYU. And then my parents were never like, hey, it might be too expensive. So I'm like I'm gonna go. And then in grade twelve, couldn't go. That was a what did you apply a to big other? shock. Pardon? So what other film schools did you apply to other than New York <clears throat> and NYU? Oh, I applied to some other film schools in the states. Because um, I was like, I already took the SATs and did the common application. So it's like, why not apply to other film schools? Plus, I really wanted to go to the States. So I applied to USC and Wesleyan, I think. Maybe some other ones. Wait, USC? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like the California one? Yeah. That's like even more expensive than New York, I think. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> did you get into USC? Uh, did, did I don't, you not believe I don't think her so. when she said it? Like, I, I, like, got oh, it I got it. I, didn't, I didn't like register at first, so. I am, no, I don't think I got into USC, but with Wesleyan, which is where Joss Whedon went, I'm pretty sure. Where's Wesleyan? Is that also in California? Um, yeah, I think yeah. it's in like Southern California. Okay. Anyway. But anyway, that one, I was like, I didn't, I think they were going to offer me screenwriting, but not like production. But I, but then it was still expensive, and I couldn't go anyway. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I know that that's like, in all honesty, that's one of the most depressing parts about film school, in my opinion. Like, just the idea that you have to like pay so much money, yeah, to learn these skills, and oftentimes, like, there's some people, you know, there's of course you're gonna find those like the film riot guys who are just like, you could actually learn everything about filmmaking on YouTube yeah. and stuff and all these things. But I'm like, uh, guys, that, you know, when, people who like I used to be defending like kind of YouTube education, which is also fine. Like that's also a, yeah. a viable way to learn things in today's. In our transmedia storytelling class, they we were watching a YouTube video and an ad came up and I think it was Spike Lee. And it was like, no one ever said you had to go to film school to be a filmmaker. And we were all like, <laughs> and then Ingrid was like, he teaches at NYU. Yeah, <laughs> Spike Lee. Did Spike Lee go to film school, or is that? Yeah, yeah. Most of the people who like speak on master classes, like you know, Martin Scorsese, Spike Lee, these are people who also like benefited from not only a much easier time to enter the film industry, but also like God knows, um, you know, they um, they nailed film school and they were well known at their film school for their shorts yep. and stuff that they produced there. So like. The idea that they're just like, I will teach you here for just eighty nine ninety nine on yeah. this master class. All the things. It's like, okay, come on. Like, there's obviously some parts about the universe or university or college experience that you, you do kind of need. And the fact that it's got these paywalls in front of it just makes it inaccessible. Yeah. Especially because yep. there's like the tuition paywalls, but then in the production program, we have to spend so much extra money out of pocket. Yeah, right. Which like is, for film reels and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, in second year, you have to pay to get your film processed, which is a required like you have to do that project to mm -hmm. get the mark. So you have to pay for that. And then in fiction, I was like thinking about this the other day and I'm like, like you, the director obviously puts like the most money into it. And so that really, I feel like could keep some people back from participating in the fiction program because they can't afford to make the movie because it's all out of pocket for us. Besides yep. the equipment, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's completely, I mean like, yeah, I remember I was hearing, I remember actually when I was looking up, the production things of York and I looked on like the York you subreddit for like people reviewing things and stuff or just like um different perspectives for not just York but like Ryerson too and people were just saying like yeah like in my first year I spent like eight grand out of pocket on my first short film and then I just would spend more and by the end in like my fourth year I spent like you know I was I was pushing like 10 grand for like out of pocket for my own short film after I was splitting that that money yeah. up with other people it's like I really wanted to make this good and I really wanted to put it in the festivals 
and like part of the reason that you need to do that is because your school won't supplement like production costs so that you can't shit yeah <laughs> although didn't they do they supplement anything for equipment for you guys or no well equipment we just rent from the equipment room for free but really, you can have... get some grants we got grant i remember for our third year film we got like a decent amount of grants for like yeah equip we got equipment from york but also from another place that gave us like a like a couple thousand dollars and just like free rentals. We got grants for my film this year, but the equipment didn't work. Really? Like from where you rented for York so, or somewhere else? Somewhere else. What, what what equipment was it? It was a Ronin. It didn't fucking work? No. Did you like go to the equipment place and be like, hey, like this didn't oh, work? Oh, wait, wait. Okay, here's the thing. The first one didn't work. So then on the first day of shooting, we had to send our PC to drive there and be like, oh, the one that you gave us is broken. So they gave us another one. So it was supposed to be, we were going to build it the day before shooting, but it was broken and they were already closed by the time we figured it out. So then uh, she got a new one and then that one, um, it took like too much because then we were having to build it on set and it was taking too much time out of the camera team's like time to build the whole thing right there on set. So we decided like we were behind two hours and we were like, we're just going to have to do this handheld because wow. we're wow. losing too much time. Yeah. Do you think it still looks good? Yeah, it's That's good. It's um, <laughs> it's a very like tight lens with um, with that's handheld. So kudos to my first ac for the focus pulling on that okay so uh going back to my questions um uh rowan i want to ask so you're in like your fourth year at york right your fourth yeah. year in the production program uh so like what do you think is the most valuable thing you've learned at film school so far uh or like a couple valuable things something like that well um from like a screenwriting perspective i feel like i learned a lot of stuff but like cause and effect and that sounds really basic but like I just learned like how important it is and how to like work it into your stories. But like from a production point of view, I feel like I learned a lot about like how sets work and like different departments because I had no clue about that going in, like go leading up to film school. I had just always been the director, writer, editor, whatever, and had like a couple hands helping out. So it was really, I feel like it's a nice like little like gateway into the film industry of like a small set, seeing how all the departments work. And then getting bigger. Okay, so yeah. is there anything like specific in production that, like, with when it comes to, like departments and whatnot? And... Pardon? Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> uh, can, uh, is there like a more specific lesson you can think of from film school in terms of like what you learned about production and like managing different departments on set? Um, I well, personally, what I've learned is to just let each. Like, from a director's point of view, just let each... Why are you laughing? Because I'm just thinking about the shitty, the shitty way I worded that question to begin with. Okay. And I'm just mad at myself now. <laughs> it's okay, don't, Zach. Don't worry about it. You're, you're, you're okay. Thanks, boss. It's Sorry, so comfortable. Okay. Go on. Go on. So, for me, when I'm a director, I've learned to just, like, kind of, like, let the department... Like, trust in my departments. Because I feel like when you're trying to micromanage each department, you don't put as much of yourself, like, into the director's role because you're kind of spreading yourself too thin. So I found I get the best work when I just like trust my departments and then go over stuff with them like at, like one frame is up or like make sure we have a lot of like like um, pre-production together so that when it's actually on set it goes a lot smoother. That's honestly like such a good point. I was just going to say like in terms of um, like the director's role because I've seen so many short film sets that like where it just seems like despite being the director, the director at that point has no idea what they're doing because they're just trying to like 
corral this whole group it's like you have to trust who you're working with that's why you have a key crew like filmmaking is nearly impossible if you do it individually and you really want to make good fiction or any really like i guess there's there have been some good solo projects but for the most part like you need to work with people and you need to trust them you know and that's Mm -hmm. hard that's like it's really hard but like once you accept that you become like the like i mean you know you know more about directing than i do so like you probably you know you know all the tricks of the trade and all that Okay, also, calm down. Sure. <laughs> also, I feel like once you've worked with people like a couple times, you like learned a shorthand with them and they understand like what you like and stuff like that. But mm. even like my um cinematographer for my film this time, Courtney Bracuda, shout out if she <laughs> listens to this. She it was like really great because we, we had never listened. We we had never worked together before, but like it was one of those times where I felt like we just like clicked and we like all we already had a shorthand before we even had to like explain stuff to each other. Like we just immediately say the same thing to each other, which is a really cool experience. But then other people, it's like you just have worked with them on a couple sets and you know that you like their style. So then it's you kind of have a relationship to build off of. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that fucking helps, doesn't it? <laughs> Okay, well, let me ask you something else. Um, have you found that you like to do anything else other than direct and write on film sets? Like, what, yeah. what else have you done for different student film sets at York? So, for me, it's been kind of, like, um, like kind of stressful for me to break in to be on film sets or, like, thinking about my future because I like writing, directing, and editing are, like, the three things that I like. But that's not something you can really... Things that you can really go onto a film set and be like, oh, I'm going to direct that, like like hire me as a director yeah. fresh out of university. So I've been trying to experiment in like different departments. Um I'm I love like camera in terms of like like storyboarding and picking like the frames and stuff, but like all the technical stuff I like don't know. It stresses me out too much. I hate being a grip. I hate it so much. I hate carrying equipment. I never want to do that ever. So you never want to be in like the camera department? Well, yeah, or like on the grip team. Yeah, but I, I so that's like a whole that's a bunch of shit out the window for you huh i well i know sorry i know kind of- well it's gripping and yeah i like the camera department they don't like on a bigger film set they wouldn't have to carry as much stuff as the grips i think they have to carry more stuff oh uh, not really okay, no maybe not, I, I, yeah, I think I guess they not. have like griffs and gaffers and stuff that griffs do, like, and guess griffs <laughs> grips and those, gaffers. Gri- those drifters and the griffs <laughs> coming through you know, grips, grifters, just, um, you know, yeah. like parts of the film. Just showing up in town. Like, I like, I've been on some sets, like, for example, on a film that Zach wrote, which is called which one? Out in the Cold. Out in the Cold, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It so used to be called a different title, but it got changed. Yeah, it was originally Bewitched, Bothered, and Pissed Off. Yeah. Then I changed it in post. So I still haven't seen that, by the way. Anyway, I have a cut. Actually, I can afford you a cut if you want us to watch it. We just okay, haven't put yeah. it out yet. Anyway, you can send uh, it to me. Wasn't asking, but yeah, yeah, sure, go on. Go <laughs> I think on she on. was. Well, she kind of was. Like, um, so yeah, I like on sets like that or some other sets. I've been first and second ACs, which I like enjoyed doing. It's just like carrying the equipment <laughs> that I do not enjoy. But that's mostly from like car to house carrying. I hate that. Okay. Um, and but when I've also worked in like the art department. So do you I, like the art department? Yeah, I actually do like it a lot, even though I don't think I'd be able to like design person. Like I like dressing and like figuring stuff out, like through buying stuff and stuff. But I don't yeah. know if I'd be able to like build something like mm. if I had to build a house, I would not be able to do that. OK, fine. Uh, would you ever want to like an art PA? 
What, I want to be an RPA. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, like <laughs> RPAs are are pretty good ways to kind of like get in on bigger sets too. Yeah. Like you find that like people with even a, that fucking union, man. Yeah. Yeah. Less, but yeah. Uh, plenty of um reasonable kind of jobs for even big film sets too. Like you know, RPAs are like. You know, you can reasonably show that's like, oh, I know how to deco. I know how to mm-hmm. like do like basic stuff. It's it's a good way to kind of like shimmy your way in if that's mm-hmm. a path. Um, what I found, like I was a production designer on a film recently. And also what I found is like if you don't have a car, being a production designer for a short film is impossible. Luckily, my parents let me borrow their van. Um, so I could just parking at my place. Yeah. <laughs> not for free, though. Yeah, not for free. <laughs> Jeez. Although you haven't paid this month. So and I oop. It's <laughs> right. <of> what? <laughs> and I oop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't give you like thirty dollars I have in my wallet right now. Wait till you. <laughs> Zach's actually came here to collect his money. <laughs> yeah. This is not even. Funny. Break your fucking kneecaps, Roman. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like God. podcast. Yeah, it's a good excuse. We can get in, and I'll bring it up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. anyway. So my van is really cool, good for me because even during my set, like we just put down the back and took out the middle seats and then it's basically like a little U-Haul. But like if I was a production designer and I didn't have a car, I'd have to rent one because you have to go pick up stuff from Ikea yeah, and Yeah, you have to rent it's like, like a like fucking impossible. Hey, zip car, man. Do it. Oh, I have a car, so I don't need to. I know. But. It was a fucking... <laughs> I mean, like, though, I know that uh, driving, like, U-Hauls and stuff around is, like, super annoying, especially mm-hmm. if you're not, like, used to driving at all, yep. let alone, like, a truck. Yeah, like, I've, mm-hmm. I've done that. I was a PA on some commercials, and I had to drive. Uh, at first, it was just, like, a big van, but I had to drive it all over downtown Toronto, picking up actors and taking us from location to location. We had, like, four locations one day, because it's commercial, right? We didn't have any fucking sound, okay. so we were, like, you do, like, a couple quick shots here, and then everybody have to haul into this goddamn van of mine, or not mine, but some fucking van we rented and i'd have to like fucking floor us to the next place and it was a pain because it was driving throughout goddamn downtown toronto i had driven throughout downtown toronto maybe like a couple times and i was in this gigantic van it was quite terrifying another time i did have to drive an actual giant truck like it was a 16 footer i think and i barely knew what the fuck i was doing and it was i hated parking it and i hated driving it we had to drive it from like from like way in the west end all the way to like uh basically like right downtown like the southern southern end of the city because it was parked at a studio after the end of one day and the second day the first thing we had to do would be to show up there at like eight in the morning and pick it up and i'd drive it to the, to the set that day mm. wow it was not Ew. fun yeah actually it, it wasn't fun i got used to it so it wasn't too bad and there was and they told me i was gonna be with another pa so i'm like oh cool like maybe they can drive it or they can help with the driving a bit and i get there and the pa is like yeah i don't have a driver's license i'm like fuck of course <laughs> you don't like but it was nice to at least have someone else there to like you know be I there think- being on film sets has really helped me improve my skills as a driver because now I can like drive like so many tons of equipment, not being able to see out my back window or <laughs> yeah. my side windows throughout downtown Toronto. So, yeah. Just merge, hope for the best. Yeah. God. <laughs> see what happens. There was um there was a story that a friend told me where it turned out they were like driving a U-Haul and it like turned out that the whole time their their back end was like open. <gasps> Or at least like open enough, and they, and they couldn't even they couldn't even really tell, and it was on the fr- no equipment fell out or anything. How open was but it? But they just like, hey, something's like, like, do you feel like something's <laughs> off? And then they look, yeah, like, and <laughs> they 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 How pulled open over. Was it? it was like apparently half open still, and like no equipment got launched out. How do you fuck out. that up so much that it's half open on a U-Haul? I I honestly don't know. This was with people was that I York don't set? know. 
Uh, I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> but Can you just I, say if it was a York set? We won't name yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a York. It was a York film set. And um, fourth it, year. <laughs> you're just like narrowing it down. Yeah, I want to know what year was it. Do, we, it. do I know the people? <laughs> oh my god. Um, you don't have to name names. Just say if I know them. Yeah, you do know one of them. Actually, no, you know both of them, but you know one of them better than the other. And listen, oh. the point is, is that um, I think it was around third year too. But the point is, is that like. And it's totally fair. I could totally see those mistakes happening. Was it like a fiction or was it third was it third year or fourth year? Oh my god. <laughs> it was it was a fiction for third year. Anyway, don't let's stop narrowing it Wait, down. Wait, was it? <laughs> Zach is now mouthing to me. Yeah, names. I'm trying to mouth to see. I want to know what <laughs> yeah, it is. Like so, uh, a piece of paper, like write it down. No, well, okay, we'll save this for later. The point that I was trying to get at before you just find out the gossip you want. Is yeah, that, I'm sorry. Um, we're, we're trying not to like name names in the podcast with gossip, but like that being said. I want to name names with gossip. So I was told these details in confidence. But the point is that I'm 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 bringing it up is that like uh, those mistakes I see not only on film sets but like also at a professional level, like mm-hmm. at full, at, at full, <laughs> he's still he's still put Zach just put like he just texted me essentially. Well, was like, it that person? No, it wasn't. Uh, I will explain later. Anyway, um, because I, I have another story. <laughs> I remember, and I won't name names here, but like. Way after a set where, um, well, this is, this is like a story on some levels. And if my friend is listening and she's going to know I'm talking about her, but, uh, her set, but basically they had, a I don't know if it was a U-Haul. What are the other trucks that the people use for the film sets? Uh, at York? Penske's. Penske's. Yeah. Penske's. yeah it was another, the Penske. It's just another brand. Okay, whatever. I don't fucking. Anyway. So <laughs> it was a Penske. They were filming at this cottage, like near Barrie. Okay. Ew. Yeah, I know. Anyway. But, um. <laughs> So they had the Penske. They, the, they had the Penske there, and I think it was—I don't know if it was the PM or the PC—but the PM didn't have a car, so they drove the Penske up there, right? And on like the last, and of course it was a sleepaway set, and it was like, oh, was this your film? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't my film. It was like, my like, friend's film. Uh. Anyway, so it's like uh, I think it was the last day of shooting. I think it was the last day of shooting, but they're all sleeping there that night. And the next day, they were going to clean up and leave. Mm-hmm. So, but that night, like, everyone's getting ready to, like, tuck her down or whatever the heck. And um, the fucking PC or PM, whoever it was, uh, was like, can I just drive back home and sleep at my place? Because I'm like, I don't really want to sleep here. And they were like, okay. But he took the Penske. So, the next day, they had to, like, stuff all this equipment into their cars and shit. And, cl- and they had all this garbage because it was like a cottage middle of nowhere. And they were like, we're going to take the garbage afterwards. Because like, you know, after like, what, four days of crafty, it's going to fucking build up, right? But he took the Penske. So there was like <laughs> nothing they could fucking pack it in. Oh and then they kept calling him. They, were, they kept trying to call him. And they're like, yo, can you like come back and bring the truck so this would be easier? And he was just like asleep and like didn't answer his phone. And and the best part was later they found out he might not have had his driver's license. Oh, my God. Okay. You- and drove like on the 400 with a Penske and shit. Damn. Again, you know, you'd hope that I don't know if the driver's license. I don't know if the sets. driver's license thing was confirmed or not because I heard about this afterwards. But I don't know if mm-hmm. it's. I, th- I think it's probably it might be true. But let's just chalk it up to good. fun I didn't name, speculation for now. <laughs> I didn't name any names. See, purely fun, harmless speculation for I now. Think <laughs> last year there was someone who had to get the call like the tow truck for their U-Haul because it was like snowing a lot. And they were sliding, so then this tow truck had to come. Like, Wait, because couldn't get up a hill or something? I think they were parking, and then, like, oh, shit. when they parked, and then also when they were getting out of their parking spot, there was issues. Fuck. Yeah. Didn't we have friends who had a film set where, like, a, a truck couldn't get up a hill? 
Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar. I do think you're... That yeah, was just because of heavy snowfall one winter. Yeah, yeah, which is just, you know, just the part of living in so living in have, southern Ontario. We had a fucking know. blizzard in Toronto I, last weekend. I, like, only drive the van, that van, so now I'm like, if I ever drive a small car, it's over for you bitches. Like, I'm going <laughs> to be so good at it. <laughs> Especially parallel parking. Like, I have to park my van, which has a hitch on the back, too. Oh, yeah. Now we're just talking about cars. This is a car podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it has a hitch on the back, so I'm always afraid, like, if I hit the other car, it's fine, but if the hitch hits it, oh, it's not fine, but if the hitch hits it's it, fine. it's like, it would punch through, like, make a hole in it, um, so I always have to be aware of that, so my, Jesus. I'm really good at parallel parking. Yeah, you always insist on reverse parking in our driveway, yeah. too, when you park at my place. Mm-hmm. Because it's a Power hill, play. and I'm afraid that it's gonna, like, go down. Anyway, mm. but my friend, I had to, like, parallel park her little car for her, because she couldn't do it, okay. and I did a really good job. Nice. Parallel parking is hard. there, huh? Like, well, no, to be fair, parallel parking is hard. Pain in the ass. It is. I hate parallel oh, parking. I, when I was parallel. I will avoid parallel parking like the fucking plague. When I was parallel parking the other day in the village, Avery was helping me because it was a really tight spot. And then these guys, a couple of houses over, were like, she can't do it. She's got to start over. And then Avery was like, she parks this van every day. Like, she can do it. And then we did it. It was great. So your neighbor just over, out there. And getting... then you go over to those fuckers and was like, hey, you fucking see that? No, I ran into my house <laughs> well, i can't believe there's like other neighbors just giving like, like play-by-play commentary but they're, they're booing just like, can't, too, yeah. like, she can't fucking do this yeah she can't do it she can't and then do when it, Avery was like she? oh yeah she does it all the time they're like okay <laughs> they're like what are they italian new yorkers yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh wait, you can't back that up here yeah, what are you doing they're just like <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess that's part of the uh, student living, right? You just get like different personality. I, I, I find like every time I'm on your campus late at night, I get inevitably I get like very interesting personalities coming up to me. Like just you mm-hmm. just get also people- like murderers. You know, there's that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the stabbers and the... Well, when they're machete in the mix... Machete man. Yeah, machete man. Well, once they're in the him. mix, that's when things get really dynamic. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you, every walk home could be like... Ooh, really just adventure? an adventure for you, huh? It's, it's like a white male walking are home. You gonna, yeah, because, you know, when you're super privileged, you never... No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know... Um, it, it, so it's even about film anymore. I think you're right. I don't know where we are. <laughs> we went from car podcast to murder podcast. It's like... Okay, okay, thing. Rowan. So let me ask you. Me. Um, yeah. yeah, you. <laughs> What do you what do you think is the least valuable thing you've learned in film school then? Like what do you think has been is there anything that's been hammered into your head that you thought was like never really that useful or you thought was common sense or you, you just I, think you didn't need to be taught or something? I feel like it's I feel like uh I just get a lot of different opinions from different professors that all clash with each other and it's kind of hard to know which opinions to listen to. And also they always tell you like you have to follow the rule, like you have to follow the screenwriting rules or whatever. But then they're like, oh, wait, actually, you can just throw them out the window. But also you still have to follow them, but also just throw them out the window. You know, stuff like that. A little tug of war. Yeah. I just remember. With- not That's not even not useful. It's just like something you have to navigate. Well, I remember in third year uh, with our fiction stuff we were doing because the editors had their own editing class and they would workshop the edit in those editing classes and the prof for the editors would be like, okay, why did you do this with this cut? And it was like, oh, because like the fiction prof yeah. told us to and they'd be like, oh, well, that was stupid, but okay. At York, the editing classes and the fiction classes always have like completely, opposite and the docs always have completely opposite views of like what you should do with your film and stuff. Yeah, and it's usually, I bet you usually the editors are kind of right, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. You didn't hear it from me. But, but they're totally... But yeah. Usually editors have it spot the fuck on. Yeah. Like, I, I mean... Because they're not a, as... A, like, not that they're not... In, like invested but that whole class it's like fresh pair of eyes they don't it's know a, how yeah, much you exactly. worked on it so they'll just be like oh this scene took you two days to do cut it like it doesn't and work. you sometimes need that yeah yeah i mean it's hard to deal with it because it's it's like consequential art that you're like trying to evaluate in a standardized format right <laughs> it's like, like such an academic buzzword but, <laughs> consequential but I mean, art it's consequential to the point where like your prof will be like yeah follow the rules but if you break the rules well and yeah. i like it then you get a Ooh. better grade it's yeah. like it's yeah. so consequential to who's marking you and yeah. like who's guiding you and if those oftentimes are even different it makes it even harder so it's like it's like be authentic but also if you want a good grade you have to follow the rules but break the rules when it's like come on man like this is like a fucking lane <laughs> yeah like especially yeah. as like you get like you move each year different professor to different professor yeah. who's going to be giving you like different gu- like i'm sure that something that like ingrid would give you would be different than something like matt johnson or matt yeah. miller would give you yeah and, and that's fine that's that's part of learning but also it like it just makes evaluation kind of almost stupid like you know it's mm-hmm. i don't know to me i just yeah. think about getting well, grades on film like that's stupid well yeah there are definitely like You'll definitely run into some of those profs who are very like, I know exactly what film is and what are the good films. And if you don't do it this way, if I don't like it, you're getting you're failing type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, which makes it super great for like anyone who might be a little more nervous or shy about yeah. their art. Right? Like really certain really abrasive professors at York, I can imagine like can just intimidate the crap out of yeah. people and scare them away from wanting to direct or write. Oh, I had a great technique last year where, oh, yeah. um, yeah, well, I've had a pro- like, yeah, there's I've had profs that are like, oh, there's only one type of good movie, and if you don't make that movie, then it's a bad movie. And so what I did is I just never... Sounds about right. I just kind of, like, faded into the background, and I kind of forgot that I existed. So by the point that they saw my film, they were like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good... <laughs> like, they totally, completely forgot about it. I never sent them my last draft of my film, like... They never saw the final draft before Sorry, I went. Where was this York? <laughs> Maybe. What year? <laughs> what specifics now? Like, was it first? I, one of my years. Do you know which one, or are you not going to say? I do know. Are you going to say? Well, if I say, then it's going to be pretty obvious who the prof that I'm talking about. Not necessarily. Is. Don't, don't you're a legend, regardless. No, you're not, not necessarily. Oh not necessarily. You can is... say the year, and we're not going to know the profs. Just say the year. <laughs> Stop. Really, not going to say? Can I say it out loud? I don't know. How, do you, how would you know? Can I say it? What do you mean? Like, you don't know. I just told you. So it was third year? <laughs> oh my God, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I was just kind of forgotten about, and like, my prof never saw the script um, that I went to shoot with because they kind of forgot that I existed. So then when I brought it in, they were like pleasantly surprised, like, oh yeah, I forgot you're in this class. Yeah, that that's a that's a film. Yeah. <laughs> because That's I, so sad. Like, Hey, I did all right. No, I feel like honestly, I feel like Rowan's got like big brain play right here because like, (laughs) no, seriously, like think about it. Like you have, especially if you get like invested every class with a professor who can be very critical and attuned to their own perspective and what they want out of your film versus what you want. Like keeping a good distance away and like just letting them. I honestly think that's a pretty good strategy. (laughs) I think you're like, yeah, very, very good. Yeah. Okay, good for you. Like, they they didn't even know the ending of my script. So I was like, really. Actually, well, it caused a lot of anxiety when I showed the first cut. Because I was like, yeah, oh, I fucking God. bet. Like, but then, was it worth it? Well, yeah, apparently it was. 
Because I also feel like sometimes profs like also rate you based on like your their expectations of you and how well you executed those expectations. Like I know mm-hmm. some people who like the prof had very high expectations for them, but then when it didn't turn off out how the prof wanted, they got like ripped to shreds. Mm-hmm. Even though I still thought it was a good film, but it wasn't what the prof wanted. But so if you don't give them any expectations, anything you do They'll be like, all right. So is this your advice for people in film school? Yeah, just never talk to your profs. (laughs) Do not pretend you don't exist. Stay at the back. Yeah. But the thing is that... Abandon your identity. I actually do like... Like, it sounds like I don't like criticism for my profs. I actually do, but I just like like useful criticism. Some profs will just be like, that sucks. And you'll be like, okay, why? And they'll be like, it just sucks. Like, I'm not going to tell you why. But like super from, constructive. I think there's a specific prof who does this. No, what no. are you talking about? <laughs> um, hey, but I'm like, not naming names. Like <laughs> Zach and I went to the same high school. Fun fact. We did. We like didn't fucking know each other in high school though. Actually, I was afraid of Zach. Were you actually afraid no of me? I've told you that story oh my before. Gosh. What Could was you wait, Why were you afraid of me? Because you were scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but was there an incident where like I said something to you? Yeah, well, not directly. Okay, what okay, happened? So I, I think I know the story. Zach, yeah. Zach you, are, you are explicitly doing the behaviors that scare people. Bro, why the fuck do I scare you? How the fuck do I scare you, huh? Okay, so basically, Zach was in charge of the morning announcements, and I ran. Oh, of course you were. I wasn't in charge. I was one of the people in charge. He was, he was probably in charge. He was I ran the, bully, the, the space and sci-fi society, but... <laughs> so how it worked is you like gave the announcements into the Dropbox, I think, and then they'd yeah. pick it up in the morning. Yes. But if you forgot to do it, you'd like go to the room and give it to them. And I was always so anxious to do that when I forgot. <laughs> so one time I just knocked on the door and I heard, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I just slid it under the door and ran away. Because <laughs> you probably fucked up a take. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm fucking up a high school announcements take. Yeah, because, okay, for the record... <laughs> First off, fuck you. Why? Um, <laughs> Again, why would people be afraid of you? First off, okay, for the record, like, our high school announcements, like, we had, like, a recording booth, and we pre-record them before, like, every morning, right? Oh, wow, fancy smancy. <laughs> Not doing it live or anything? No, we like had a, a fucking recording booth. It was really fancy. Like, we took pride in this, so that's why we had people drop it off. But also, if, like, you knocked on... The thing is, I remember every now and then the recording booth mic wouldn't work. So, in the room, like, where we do the editing, like, through, you know, there's, like, that recording booth, the glass, and the actual editing room, we'd have to, like, just hook the mics up there and do it, because sometimes the mic in the recording booth didn't work. So, if you knocked on the door, you probably fucked up a take there, and that's why I probably yelled and yeah but wholesome thing is that i actually looked up to zach a little bit because he always wrote the scripts for the coffee houses <gasps> you did yeah and Aww. then and then zach went to york and then when i had to go to york i'm like oh zach goes to york that's nice oh i didn't know you actually looked he up to is me a, a screenwriter bit. you looked up to me a little bit because of the coffee house scripts yeah Thank you. I took pride in those coffee house scripts. I loved those. Oh, why did you so. why did you say that you like looked up to him? He's not gonna... I'm so flattered. Thank you very uh, much, Rowan. This is, gonna, yeah. this is gonna be a whole thing now. He's gonna be like, you know, Anthony, you remember that time that Rowan, Rowan said, idolizes like, me. Yeah, like Rowan kind of fucking thought the world of me. So, Rowan thinks I'm a big I mean... fucking deal. So <laughs> Okay, okay. Anyway, so what I was saying about our high school is that in grade nine we had this 
um, teacher, and he was pretty great. Even though I feel like you hate you hated him when you were in the class, but he'd be like, Wait, "You guys is think this you're the lit teacher, yeah, Mr. Brown, yeah, okay." You guys think you're I don't a- care about saying his name. It's fine. There's a lot of Mr. Brown, so we haven't said why yeah. school you go to. All right, like, fine, fine, fine. Go on. Um, go. and then he'd be like, "Oh, you guys think you're hot shit because you got into this program? No, you're right. It fucking sucks. You're like." 14 years old so that's kind of what this guy was like he didn't quite say it like that he was a lot more dignified than that but you know he was a quiet teacher who would scare the shit out of you though yeah like, oh he was so scary anyway but he like looking back he was like one of the best teachers that i had because he really like taught me to be critical of my work where i felt like some <laughs> i felt like sometimes coming in to york some people needed that Oh, oh, yeah. Because they come in and be like, I got into this program. I'm so hot shit. And everything I do is like going to be the greatest thing ever. Like I make the best films ever. And like I feel, I've heard profs talk about that, too, where they like meet like PAs or something on set. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, like I actually made this film. I'm actually a great filmmaker and stuff. But like you need to be taken down a couple notches when you're in film school, I yes. think. And for at York, That's that the most usually, valuable thing film school can do. For yeah. You. And at York, that usually doesn't happen till third year, which I feel like is a bigger like. Um, yeah. like a bigger like adjustment than like it happening in first year because when it happened in grade nine then like the whole rest of the years I was way more confident in my work yeah. because I'm like oh now like I love constructive criticism we would get peer edits like we had to get a minimum of like three or yeah, something was, on each piece yeah. and so a lot I, like, of three drafts of the piece yeah like, period I like really found the value in other people's opinions but then when I came to York I found that some people were like oh other people's opinions don't matter because I'm the artist and so yep. that was like one of the I I do really find constructive criticism useful, and that's why I love that editing class. He too. was definitely the best teacher in that in that writing program too. Oh, I liked a lot of them. Uh, I kind of found that he was the only teacher who actually taught me anything valuable about writing, because like the next year I got that I got a t- Mrs. Taylor who didn't know what the hell she I was never doing. Had her. Yeah, so you got fucking you were good. We got fucked. It's a long story, but basically we got fucked around and got stuck with a teacher in this writing program in high school. Didn't know what the hell she was doing and hated us all. And the whole the whole year turned into this giant war essentially. And then we had I'm gonna stop naming the teachers now because we get nervous about this. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, well, yeah, you don't want the high school teachers to come after you yeah, on Twitter, true. right? I don't like, care enough. I feel bad for the my grade eleven teacher because she kind of went through some shit. But also, like, we right. had to do this thing where, like, basically, like, you love her, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I for those of you who would. don't know what just okay, happened, maybe, there was a lot of It might have just been a shitty year for us when we had her. Yeah. But like, the thing is, that case because this is how it works in our high school, like with our writing program, like you. would you get assigned like a writing piece and you have to do a minimum of like three drafts as well as three peer edits. And then you have to write a reflection, which a reflection was the bit. It was almost like a, like a small essay on why you wrote what you wrote, why you took some people's advice, why you didn't take some people's advice and like what you were trying to do with the piece. Kind of like to justify it a bit. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like, but in the, I remember in all our, in grade nine and 10, all the, the most, the bigger weight of the grade went into the final piece itself. But in fucking grade eleven, the more of the more of the weight of the grade went into ref- the reflection, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the fuck is more of the weight going into the reflection? I think like, it was the same in grade nine too, though, wasn't no, it? No, in the ninth grade, no. Mr. Brown put more of it into the piece itself, like the mm-hmm. final product. I mean, he like took all the other shit into consideration, but the final piece is what had the most weight. Yeah. But no, not with her is the reflection, which I was always like, I don't fucking understand. Like, I get, I get, there's a point in having putting some weight in the reflection, but the majority should be going to the final piece, yeah. right? And she just didn't teach us fucking anything that was useful and she was like absent a bunch she had like a death in the family so i understood at some points but even before that though she was like barely pulling her weight like she wasn't doing shit like it was just super like 
She didn't have any due dates. There was the majority of our classes. She wouldn't even teach us anything. I liked she, her. Hey, great. Well, the, for us, the, <laughs> the majority of our classes, Rowan, she wouldn't teach us anything. And she would just be like, okay, like go to the back, go to the computers and like work on stuff or whatever yeah. the fuck. And half the time, like we didn't have enough to work on to do that. So I just do shit from other classes. Yeah. So all our classes were us just shooting the shit in the back. And then once she freaked out and got pissed that we were doing that, I'm like, what the fuck do you expect? Like, not a fan of hers. Anyway. School days and then 12th, and 12th grade was just okay. the same shit again. Like she was like, the 12th grade teacher was also, she was just nuts. I have a story about her. I was thinking about the other day. So for our final project, let's call her Mrs. B, just so we have a name for the twelfth grade teacher. Sure. So (laughs) it's not that obvious. Don't give me that look. Well, I I was was going to tell it with no story, with no name. But um, there was a so one of my friends, like for the final thing where you're supposed to like use work that you've done over the years and like present it as this big thing that was going to be your yeah yeah. Well, yeah, because it all had to do with the word, right? So. Um, she, she burned all her pieces of, she was so fed up with this teacher because we always got the same mark, no matter what we did. Everyone in the class got the same mark. So what was she, the same mark you always got? 95. You always got 95 with her. I'd be fucking lucky if I did. Like, okay. She <laughs> should I, just oops. always give everybody 95 no matter what. Pardon? She would always give some people 95 yeah. no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Not everybody basically, unless you didn't hand in your work. So my friend, um, she burned all her entire concept piece and put in a little jar of ashes and then she handed it in with her reflection in a note that said i have the actual she had copies she's like i have the actual work if you ever want to read it <laughs> she never asked for the work and gave her a 95 so your your friend handed a jar of no dust way. Yeah. and she never asked for the work no. or read it what was her word i for, i don't know her word i only know my word ambrosia ambrosia yeah. god oh, okay <laughs> What? That's so high what was your word? Writing. What was your word? I actually can't fucking remember. Uh, I think it was oh, fuck. I don't remember what the fuck the word was. Now it was something to do about like making changes in your life or something. You're like moving forward. Something about that. Oh my gosh! I know this has nothing to do with the film. Yeah, but... sorry, we're completely <laughs> off topic again. But um, part of my concept piece, I wrote the story about a nurse who was killing elderly patients, and hey. at that same time that that was happening, you know that girl. Um, Oh, what's her name? Oh, I forget. The girl who was the nurse who was killing elderly yeah, patients. Yeah, I was about to say the, the real life example yeah, of that. Yeah. It happened literally at the same time that I wrote that piece. No way. Oh, yeah. that's freaky. She was arrested the June, I think the June of that year. And that's when your mm. concept piece is due in the June. So what, June 2016? Like, Yeah. Huh. Oh my god. That's gosh. when she turned herself in. What? And a- I was writing a piece about it. Hot damn, Ron! Look at you. I can't yeah. predict the future. That, that, okay. <laughs> that's so Raven theme just starts playing. But like, no. But seriously, that's a that's a pretty crazy coincidence. Yeah, that's awesome. I should read it again. Okay, so we should probably wrap <laughs> this. We should probably wrap this up. It was mostly about film this episode. I think we got like a good amount of film. I feel like you enjoy the high school stories a little bit more. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I have nothing to contribute when it comes <laughs> to high school. Let's hope our audience did too. We got really fucking off topic. Um, Rowan, thank Has you. Has it been coming. an hour already? It's pretty much been an hour. Yeah. Damn. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Rowan. You're welcome. No, yeah, seriously. Thank, thank you, you for being um, a guest. And letting us record oh, yeah. at your place. Welcome to my humble abode. Yeah, yeah we have to say, like, uh, my, I usually usual. record at my house, but it's a fucking mess right now. So we, Rowan was it's nice like, enough to let us record. Do you know those, like, you know, the Ellen show when she, like, does that week that's, like, in Florida? Yes, yes. She, like, she, she was always in, in California, but then she always does, like, a week that's in, like, Florida. Why? That's what this is. Let's go to Florida. <laughs> This is our like little getaway, and we'll yeah. do this every now. It's and like an episode special. I'm moving next week. I'm really happy. I'm moving to a nice apartment with my girlfriend, 
And Ooh. yeah, so we're recording there from now on. It's gonna be more of a pain for Moss to get to, but I mean, just you know. some kick Moss off the podcast and then put Sonya <laughs> as the new co-host. I would, I would listen. I swear, I would listen. Um, no, start another podcast with her. But Moss would still have to edit. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's all. Like, I still have to bring like my mic and set up and like yeah. okay. And for those who have been listening and care, um, Moss and I still have not watched those movies we saw each other at like the first episode of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we still have. We're just fucking awful at that. We're just terrible. You know what? But next what? week, next time, next time, I promise we we're, will. We're gonna try to watch we, the movies we, actually we saw will. each other. Like a few days ago, I watched Decalogue one. And I was just like sitting at home alone, just like I have nothing to do, and I just like yeah. looked up a movie to watch, and I was, and then like in retro, Zach was like, "Hey, did you watch that movie yet?" And I was like, uh, 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 uh. And "I'm thinking like, well, I, I usually I, I at least Zach and I have the excuse of like we didn't have time because we've been busy." Boss did have time. Even, he shouldn't have had time. He's a fucking master's student. I didn't but... even have that excuse. Listen, listen, listen. It's. It's it's fine. Okay. Well, Literally, I'm a film student. If I'm not watching movies, that's like, you know. How many classes do you have in the master's program? Oh, I, I've had like only like three classes. Like you don't have that many credits to complete. Um, this is about films that. Yeah, I know, but we still got to wrap it up. right? Like oh my time gosh. Limit. Okay. Anyway, I'll make it really quick. Uh, I mean, I so like you can choose to do a few class, but really I think you only need like like 12 credits total and most of the classes are three credits. So like you do like two years. And it's more than enough time to complete all the credits. And I even did a summer internship as three credits. That was interesting. Um, Didn't you just set up screenings outside in High yeah, Park? Yeah, I was working for Toronto Outdoor Picture Show, and they're all really cool over there. They're all great. Um, Shut up. I don't. I I don't know if it was like the right choice for like my studies or as like a master, like as an academic pursuit. But I made a lot of friends there, and it was fun. So it was fine. But yeah, like aside from that, not a lot of classes. It's just mostly writing your thesis and doing the TA job. Interesting. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, tune in next time. See you on the flip side. That's not what we're... (laughs) Okay. Thank you. I Went to Film School is recorded in Toronto, Canada and produced by Zach Gladstone and Anthony Moss. Mm